0: Welcome to Engineering Influence, a podcast from the American Council of Engineering Companies coming from ACEC National Headquarters. I'm Jeff Urbanchuk, and welcome to the program. Today, uh, we're going to be focusing in on the new Q1 2023 Engineering Business Sentiment Study that's just been released by the ACEC Research Institute. Uh, But before that, just want to kind of make a plug here because convention registration is now open for our 2023 spring convention and legislative summit it's going to take place in washington dc from june 11th through the 14th and this is a great event it's our annual event the hill is back up and alive the restrictions are gone which means our advocacy day is back Uh, we're going to be celebrating engineering with our engineering excellence awards uh, to cap off the event and then leading into the event we have some fantastic speakers including the former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie speaking at the program and a packed schedule of all the stuff that you expect from our marquee event in Washington, D.C. So go up to ACEC.org and you're going to see on our hero image right there on the website the click, uh, the link to click to register for the event. Registrations now open. Act quickly now because space is of course limited. So back to the program at hand and the sentiment study and to talk about this, I'm very pleased to be joined by Joe Bates with the ACEC Research Institute. And Joe, thanks again for being on the program. And give us a rundown for those who might not be familiar with uh, the sentiment study, what the objective is and and how it's kind of developed.
1: Sure. Thanks, Jeff. It's good to be here again. Uh, The sentiment study itself is a survey of, of about 600 ACEC member firm executives every quarter. It's a really large number of people in the industry from small to large firms all across the US. And the purpose is to understand exactly what the title suggests, sentiment. We know that by understanding where people think the economy's headed, where people think their firm finances are headed, where the industry is headed, is really important information so that we all within the industry can get a better sense of where business is headed and what maybe we should and maybe we shouldn't be doing right now for our own firms.
0: Over the past quarters that we've seen, I mean, the overall resounding message from quarter to quarter to quarter, even through the economic downturn, the threats of inflation and the like, there's been a pretty optimistic picture painted about the engineering industry. Is How's it looking for, for Q1 for this year? How's the year starting off on optimism?
1: Yeah, so you make a good point. We have seen the sentiment regarding the US economy as a whole, it took a pretty good nosedive at the last half of last year and the good news is that it's recovering now it's starting to recover so we use a net rating system we take the percent of positive responses and subtract the percent of negative responses so you can have a total of a plus 100 which would mean everybody is positive about whatever metric we're talking about or you could have a negative 100 which would mean everybody is negative so the sentiment regarding the u.s economy it bottomed out at a negative 15 in the third quarter of last year but has been climbing ever since and we saw another increase of 12 points so we're at a positive 12 right now in the first quarter so that's the good news but what's really interesting is you go back a year and a half and you look at sentiment regarding firm finances and sentiment regarding the industry as a whole and it has held steady at a very very strong plus 80 or higher, you just can't get much higher than that. So a lot of factors are at play there, but most importantly, the IIJA is really helping to bolster the industry.
0: Yeah, that seems to be uh, a a, a constant drumbeat throughout the, the recent reports is that injection of financing through the IIJA has been a good backstop. To ease concerns even when we saw inflationary pressures kind of hit their peak um when it comes to inflation you know it's not really being talked a lot as much now in the general media but by by no means are we back to free money um where where are where are firm executives you know how 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 elastic are they to to pressures on inflation
1: yeah so we saw inflation concerns peak in the second quarter of last year and that was interesting because it actually came two months before we saw inflation peak so our metric was a bit of a leading indicator in that area and as inflation has started to come down since its high of in june of last year we are also seeing sentiment among firm executives regarding inflation easing it's still pretty high so sentiment is still a plus 61 and in this case that's bad because it's concern about inflation but it's down from a plus 85 uh, from you know the second quarter of last year so we're definitely moving in the right direction and one other piece of information we asked what are your biggest concerns coming into 2023 and Recession and inflation have been the top two concerns for quite a few quarters now, but the inflation concerns have lessened a bit to the point where recession is now the number one concern and inflation is now in the number two spot. So still concerning, but it's starting to ease.
0: Interesting. Now you also look at market sectors and you look at kind of the market sectors near term and then you also look at perspective. Um, interest by industry leaders on where they may be looking or where they feel confident in potentially investing. Uh, What have you found? uh, What's been the change since uh, last quarter?
1: Well, the good news, again, is that in nearly all sectors, not all, but nearly all sectors, we are seeing positive movement in the net ratings from quarter to quarter. So for current sentiment, All sectors are still positive. Now, the residential land development and commercial real estate, they are the lowest rated sectors. And they've come down from about a plus 60 or plus 70 to around a plus 30 right now from middle of last year to now. But and they fell again in this quarter. But future sentiment for those particular sectors is actually starting to rebound, and while it's overall negative, it's becoming less negative. There are some sectors that are certainly struggling right now, but we're starting to see the future sentiment turn around in those sectors. And we're still seeing very, very high ratings currently, as well as into the future for all of those sectors affected by the IIJA, transportation, water, utilities, and the like.
0: And, you know, that's an interesting thing that that it's starting to, Increase. Maybe they know something we don't about the housing market uh, leading into uh, into the new year. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, uh, you know. In, in in addition to looking at uh, the markets, I know that the sentiment report also has a a, a good focus on how firms are feeling about their own um, employee roles and and how they're handling hiring. Now we've seen, of course, this crunch with engineering uh, where you have. Essentially, anyone who is an engineer or wants a job could have a job, and we're pretty much near full employment. And the problem is that we have more work than we have engineers to do the work. How are firms feeling about their uh, about job openings right now um, and, their, and their ability to hire on talent?
1: Yeah, so a couple of things to talk about to put it in context, Jeff, just as you alluded to, the overall unemployment rate in the U.S. hit a record low of 3.4 percent in January. It hasn't been that low since the 60s. It's it's just incredible. Anywhere in the economy, if you want a job, you can pretty much have one. But if you look at the recent Bureau of Labor Statistics data for the sectors of the economy that include our sector, it's 2.2% unemployment. It's at more than full employment. It's a labor shortage. And we see this reflected in the sentiment survey itself. Nine out of 10 firms say they have openings. And on average, one out of 10 positions at any given firm is not filled right now. That's pretty high. And future hiring intentions are increasing even more. So we have this shortage, we've had a shortage for a while, and firms are saying we anticipate even needing more people in the coming year. So it's not surprising then, that among those top concerns coming into 2023, other than the recession concerns and inflation concerns, wage inflation concerns, for new hires as well as existing staff, that is at the top of everyone's list right now.
0: Yeah, retention, wage inflation, and and attracting talent away from other sectors of the economy, and it kind of goes to uh, that kind of that kind of uh, bolsters the overall advocacy message to the administration right now that we need a workforce strategy that incentivizes STEM education and getting kids into STEM education early, and then keeping them there and then attracting them over to engineering instead of other fields um, that uh, that kind of pull away from our sector. So that that's some really good actionable data out there. And if anybody's out there looking for information about, you know, the employment, the national uh, scene for engineering employment, the state's, the average salaries, I'd, I'd actually point you back to the Institute because in addition to the quarterly sentiment reports that they've done, they are doing... Um, annual benchmarks of kind of the state of the engineering economy, and it's all available at acecresearchinstitute.org. And essentially, what they have is a profile of the engineering and design economy. And essentially, you can say that that if you want a good paying, stable, high paying job, engineering is the way to go. And a detailed state by state, exactly where um, uh, you know you have. Uh, uh, more, you know, a greater salary or or what have you in, in, in the areas of growth. I know that you, in the sentiment report, you kind of break out the country and the sectors and, and, and you're looking at exactly where firms are, are, are more optimistic or see growth. Um, in this report, is there one area of the country that's doing better than others when it comes to general optimism?
1: Yeah, it's really interesting, Jeff, because... I've been looking at this data now since we started a year and a half ago, and that regional breakout tends to kind of hop around a little bit more so than when you look at firm size data, which is a bit more stable and the trends are very evident. But what I've seen in the last two quarters is firms in the Northeast are actually, they're, they're, they're feeling more optimistic. They're feeling like they're gonna be hiring more people. They tend to be in a more optimistic profile overall than firms in the rest of the country. And then conversely, we tend to see firms in the south being a little less optimistic. They're still very optimistic overall, but that's what we're starting to see is um, some sort of longer term trends. We have seen some recovery and optimism in the West, and that's good news because in the West, they were sort of pretty, I wouldn't say negative, but they were certainly the least positive of all for a little while last year, especially early in the year. But we've started to see that turn around as well now.
0: So overall, I mean, it's, its it looks like a good picture. It looks like the year's kind of starting off on a, on a strong footing for, for the industry um, I really encourage everyone to go up on acecresearchinstitute.org because the sentiment report is available for free. Um, it's 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 a great set of data that allows you to strategically plan how you may want to um, look at expanding your business or where you're going to invest, and it's unique to our industry. Uh, and Joe and the team at the institute are are focused specifically on on really getting into the nitty-gritty on the data points that, that affect the engineering industry. Um, outside of the sentiment report, which, which we're talking about today, you know, what else are you working on with the Institute and, and kind of what's on the horizon?
1: Well, we're, we're getting ready to do a lot of work, Jeff. Uh, we, we had a planning session at the end of last year, and we're mapping out the roadmap for the coming two to three years. We are really starting to hit all cylinders right now so a big initiative we're just now starting to work on is the firm of the future and we're going to be looking at what does the firm of the future look like in 10 or 20 years when we have sort of a generational turnover of positions, you know, and we want to look at every level of the firm from HR to finance to operations to, you know, the engineers themselves and what tools they'll be using. So this is a really big initiative that we're embarking upon multi-year. Another thing we're going to be producing this year, so it is imminent, is we're going to be rolling out a DEI benchmarking platform that any member firm can utilize. They can enter their own firm information and see where they compare to others in the industry. And they're going to be able to filter down to firms their size, firms in their location, and a lot of other types of filters will be useful to really zero in on comparing yourself to others re- with respect
0: to DEI. That's great. I mean, that's the one thing that I think that the Institute's done a fantastic job of over the time where it's been working towards uh, benchmarking because it's something that we really haven't had in the past is that we've had kind of general ideas about size and scope or economic impact or, you know, uh, to, to to your most recent example that you're working on with the DEI benchmarking it's to be able to come out and have, qualful, you know, actual – qualitative data to say this is where the industry is and, and, and allow our member firm executives to have a better handle on that larger macro industry um, outside of just their firm. So that that's great to, great to know. Um, Joe, I, I, I appreciate the time you've taken. Uh, I, I really encourage everybody to go up and download this report because it's, it's, it's a great quarterly snapshot of where the industry is at any given time. And uh, uh, thanks again for joining us, Joe. Thanks
1: for having me, Jeff. Always great to see you.
0: Absolutely. And this has been another episode of Engineering Influence, a podcast from the American Council of Engineering Companies. We'll see you next time.